For some time now, I have been on this exploration journey to really educate myself on ideas and philosophies that I once would have probably completely stayed clear of. Growing up in the Christian church and then being in ministry for over two decades. Wow, even just saying that really made me feel old. Um, made me pretty wary of things that were not taught in the Christian church. Now, if you can believe it, when I was in high school, I actually told my drama teacher, and I love drama, that I couldn't be in the room when we were practicing meditation because I didn't believe in it. And I have to tell you that it was a personal choice. No one told me to do that. Not my youth pastor, not my parents. No one told me. I just made that decision for myself because of my belief system. Now, fast forward all of these years, and now I love, I love learning about meditation. I love my meditation practice and the things that I've learned about visualization and how it just really connects me to myself and also to God. And I've even written one if you want to download it. It's available over at thecouragecast.com. Now, I tell you all of this because I really want you to have a clear picture of where I'm coming from, because some of you may be hesitant to listen to this episode, even just because of the title, because you're not sure what's going to be talked about. And I totally get that. If you're not ready for this or it's not your cup of tea, then cool. Come back next week for another great episode. But if you're curious, like I was to do some exploration into how we function body, soul, and spirit, and how we use our mindsets to move us forward in life, then I invite you along on the ride. Now in 2006, the book, The Secret came out and people went bananas over it. And it was made into a movie, which maybe some of you have seen, which PS, I still have not read the book or seen the movie which now I'm probably really curious to actually read them and see it. And as I mentioned, it wasn't in my wheelhouse, which is why I didn't read the book or see the movie. But as I've been walking through my own personal journey of healing through depression and anxiety over the past few years, I started coming across many different teachings on how uh, we think, which led me down the path to educating myself on the law of attraction, which is probably something I wouldn't have done before. And by the way, I am no expert, which is why I have a guest today on the podcast, whom has the best story. And I mean that she literally hits on so many of my curiosities in life, one of which is prison culture. Those of you who are really good friends with me know how much I love watching prison documentaries and prison shows, and I'm just so interested in the sociology anyways, but I digress. So. If you're ready to learn along with me, then I really hope you'll stay tuned for this incredibly powerful and insightful episode with my new friend, Rebecca Hamilton. You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week we'll share coaching conversations and stories of women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. Hello friends, I'm so glad you're here. I'm really excited to share this episode with you, but if I'm really honest with you, I have been kind of on pins and needles about releasing it into the world because as you'll hear when you're listening to my conversation with Law of Attraction coach, Rebecca Hamilton, I am doing my own exploration and trying to really learn about 
different philosophies and different ideologies. Now, Rebecca's story is like none I have ever heard before. When she was 17, she met the love of her life and started a family with him. A few years later, after they had been together, they were taking a family vacation to Michigan when tragedy struck. Now, her husband was accused, then arrested, and eventually convicted to life in prison without parole for a crime that he did not commit. It took Rebecca 16 years to openly talk about the fact that her husband is in prison to this day and they are happily married all the while she has a thriving real estate and coaching business in Florida and he lives his life behind bars in Michigan. Crazy, right? Okay, I know that I totally have you curious now. Rebecca has used the law of attraction to guide her course and her life and now she coaches others to do the same. She is seriously the loveliest person who I can't believe I had the delight of talking to. So you, I just really think you're going to love her as much as I do. Here's my conversation with Rebecca Hamilton. Rebecca, thank you so much for being on the Courage Cast today. I am so curious about your story and getting to know you and you um, have such an interesting life and things that you're doing. So welcome to the Courage Cast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here too. I love the name of your show and everything it's about. So it's super exciting for me. Well, now I'm just going to open it up for you. You've got quite the story, quite the background that has um, unfolded before you. So why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself and maybe a bit of what you're passionate about? So I do have an interesting story. People, um, you know, I've been trying to share it more because I really find that sharing my story, it's like those scars, those things that we think people won't understand tend to be the things that really bring people together. At least that's definitely been true for me. So back when I was about 19, I stumbled onto a set. Actually, I was given a set of Law of Attraction. It was a cassette tape, so that ages me, right? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it was a set of 12 cassette tapes of Law of Attraction. Um, and it really was so life-changing for me when I listened to them. I remember being in the car, you know, I was, I was outside of a job that I, that I had that I wasn't really fond of. And just throughout life, you know, growing up, when I came into the world, I had rashes head to toe until high school. And so I had a lot of time to be introspective and to try to understand um, how life works because I wasn't accepted. I wasn't, you know, I, I didn't have those same things. And so, you know, once the rashes went away, I still operated in that way. Like I could see that looking back, you know, back then I had no idea, but um, I thought, oh, this would be great. My rashes are gone and I'll be in this great place. And it just wasn't the, it wasn't the case. So by the time 19 rolled around, I had been, I, you know, kind of felt like life was living me a little bit. And there was so much hope and relief and excitement when I listened to that set of cassette tapes. And um, it was a game changer for me. It was a life changer. It was something that, um, that, that really shaped and helped me build a foundation because about, let's see, six years after that, um, when our son was one, my husband ended up um, getting, um, arrested and convicted for a crime he didn't commit oh, wow. and he got a sentence that would have been so we went on a, a, a basically a family trip to michigan and 
uh, his hometown. And that's when all of this happened. So we were in Florida, we go up there and then this all happens in Michigan. So he's actually literally across the country from me now. And so that turned into a whole nother mission of figuring out who do you want to be in the face of society, in the face of judgment, in the face of what people think you should do and, and who do you want to be. And I had to start figuring that out again. And so law of attraction was sort of like this thing that I held on to. And to make a long story short, I ended up, you know, using the principles, letting the rubber hit the road, figuring it out, staying with my husband, raising our son. And, um, you know, I jumped into real estate after being in a nine to five job. Um, and just kind of went for it. I didn't, I didn't have any savings or anything like that. I just thought, you know what, real estate is going to provide me the type of life that I wanted. And I really wanted to homeschool our son, which sounded crazy. Everybody thought I was crazy when I got in real estate, when I, when I decided to then after writing, you know, a million dollars in real estate, which is really not that monumental looking back, but, um, I decided to homeschool our sons. So then I pulled him out in first grade and just basically was a full-time realtor, um, you know, without any like side gigs and was raising our son and, um, and fighting to get my husband home, which has been such a journey of really, I want to say kind of enlightenment. It's really forced us to grow at a pace that I'm not sure either of us would have had this not happened. So it's like finding, you know, it's more than finding a blessing in it or finding the benefit of it. Um, we always joke and say we could have grown without this, but yeah. But I do like, but I do like to acknowledge that, you know, there, there was that. So, and and then as soon as I created sort of the space to be able to do it after my son, he he graduated, he got a full D one, you know, scholarship um, to go play football, and I thought I'm gonna try some other things I want to do. So, you know, I took my business, my real estate business, to a six figure. Um, business and and started a coaching program for law of attraction for the listener who maybe doesn't even know what law of attraction is they're listening and they're captivated by your story and they're like okay Andrea go back to the story here but I think in order to understand the story can you explain just a little bit about what is the law of attraction so law of attraction, I feel like gets sort of a bad rap, right? The secret came out and um, some people, some people don't know anything about the law of attraction. I run into kind of both. Um, but the law of attraction is in its very um, basic form. It is just like attracts like. And throughout time, people have gotten it a little bit wrong and confused. And we've created this this um, positive speaking movement that is not dealing with the underlying beliefs and story and all of the other things that kind of go with it. So a lot of people get law of attraction, they go, wait a second, so if I just say I want a Lamborghini, then I can have a Lamborghini. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't really work like that. Law of attraction is really, it is all about finding and figuring out how you wanna feel activating that and then letting go of the how and letting the universe bring you the things that match that. So, I mean, it's, you know, in its basic form, that's what it is. Okay. So can you give us an example maybe from your own life? So when you were learning what law of attraction was and your husband has gone to prison, Mm -hmm. how did you, how did you start to actually outwork that in your life? 
Right. So, well, I was devastated. I was devastated for years, actually. Um, The darkest time of my life literally was between, you know, for the three years that he was from when he was arrested to convicted to um, just, I remember going, like, hearing the conviction and just spinning in my head. Just, I felt like I had just fallen in a black hole. Um, and so there's not anything that you can do right then. I mean, the thing is, is that I had to allow that, be okay with that. Right. Because it, you know, so many times it's like, well, you got to feel better. You got to find your place. You just got to, you know, start looking at the positive. And it's like, when you're devastated or when you're in any situation, I think denying our feelings is one of the things that we as a society have gotten really good at doing. Like, let's deny we feel that way and then we'll try to move ourselves up and it just it doesn't work. And so it took time from that perspective. Like when you said outwork that, it's like, uh, we're still working on outworking that mm-hmm. <laughs> because we're still in the phase of, I mean, he's still there. We're, we're, we're on year 19 wow. and, um, and he's still there, but, but, but we know, we know that there is power there. It's just, you know, the thing is, is that we don't create out of nowhere. So we don't just go, Oh, well, we want to create your freedom, babe. And then it's like, boop, there it is. It's like, he didn't get there over night and you don't get out of there overnight when you're when it when you're thinking about energy it takes time to slow that train down and then start back up and move it the other way so how are some of the things that have um that i you know how how have i manifested things i mean or not just manifested but felt better and i think that that is so important to point out because the first manifestation is not the thing the thing is something that follows when you hold the energy Mm. of the first manifestation. The first manifestation is the feeling. And most of us discount it. And we think, well, that's not enough. I can't go to the bank with a feeling. I can't pay my bills with a feeling. But if you held on to that feeling long enough, you could. And so I started to just chase joy. Like I was like, okay, how can I start to level up a little at a time? How can I start to think differently, attract differently? How can I stop trying to control my outside world? Because I really feel like that's where a lot of people, when you're coming into law of attraction, it's like, well, I want to do it to control my outside world. But what we fail to realize is that if, because if you're still leaving the inside chaotic, the outside cannot be controlled. So you have to direct it inside and then let that do the creating for you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I've n- not always really understood and I, I still don't think I completely understand law of attraction. It's something that I've more recently um, started to even study and to mm-hmm. learn about. And one of the things that um, I just read recently, and so maybe you even can, you know, talk to this a bit, but yeah. it's about even the like what you like you said it's the energy around uh, like how are you feeling will then manifest what are you wanting so you can't have what you want without creating the feeling first which would be an internal I'm, I'm probably not accurately describing that 
I know, but no, you're doing, you're okay. doing okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to like, in my mind, I'm trying to process through some of the things yes. that I've read. Um, but I think it would be more of the fact of, of being like, okay, if I can't have this feeling, this energy around what it is that I would want, not just saying this is what I want, then it, it's not possible. It's like, um, I liken it maybe to even gratitude. Mm-hmm. And into to knowing if I'm going to be grateful for, you know, something in my life, then I have to be equally grateful for if it's negative or positive. Right. And seeing the gift in, in, in how is how am I growing in it? And, right. and using that as OK, like, you know, so it's not just like pushing down those feelings and saying, OK, you know, I, I really don't want to be experiencing this, but. I, I, I'm going to put, pass it over to you. I think you're doing yeah. a way better job. <laughs> no, no, no. And I get what you're saying. And it's hard, right? Mm-hmm. Because on one hand, we're not meant to look at things we don't want and appreciate them. That is almost impossible to do, right? We're told to do that, but it's almost impossible. But if you can look at the other things, because the idea is that like you could have 10 subjects that are going terrible in your life. But if you could control your mind and your focus and focus on one that's going amazing, that energy, if you think of it like a, you know, the thing that you turn as you're a kid, you run and it's that round thing and then you jump on it once it starts turning at the playground. Okay. So think of energy that way, right? So it's like you could actually amp up your momentum on that one subject. And as you look at those other subjects, it softens the negative energy. And so it can kind of start to bring the other subjects with you. So you could, but the problem is we want to tell what is so much. Like we want to focus on what everything we don't want to just go this is the good part of it so like just like the story i told you with my husband i go well we we really have evolved at this high pace and you go well yeah but he's been in prison it's like yeah well i have a choice of where i want to focus there do i want to focus on the fact that that happened and we were forced to or do i want to focus on the growth because if i focus on what i don't like about it that's a completely different energy Mm -hmm. because every subject is two subjects. Every subject is the abundance of it and the lack of it. And a lot of us are coming from the lack and we don't even realize it. Like I literally had a call the other day with a client and she said, she said, you know, I I really want to change my life around financially for my girls because I want to be able to send them to college and blah, 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 blah. And and I'm like, okay, well, you know, so we were working sort of on like how to come up with these power statements that are really personal. And because I believe that, you know, because a thought, a belief is just a thought you keep thinking. And so the way we change them is to, you know, find ones that, that actually work. And she said, well, I said, so what is it that you really want? Like, let's look at the positive. Like, what is the empowerment, the abundant side of it? She was like, well, you know, okay, well, I don't want to be broke anymore. And it's like, okay, that's still the lack side (laughs) because so much we are focused on what we don't want in order to, to, because we think we have to define that in order to figure out what we do want. And so when you go back through even your, you know, life and your lists of things, start looking at that because it's amazing the number of people that I say, hey, what is it that you want? And they go, well, I don't want to be in a place where there's a lot of traffic and I don't want this. And, I, and it's like, wait a second, did you hear the question? Yeah. <laughs> the question is not what you don't want. And so I think a lot of times we focus there. So, you know, it's a gratitude is great if you believe it. Like anything you do is great if you can actually get that connection and you can feel it. I think 
you know, the more that you can get in touch with your body and your feelings, you'll be able to feel when you're legit on fire with it. And, and then it's just a matter of allowing it, which is, you know, the fun part and sometimes the part that trips us up. Now, you've mentioned a couple times that you say we. So I'm, I'm curious about your husband because you said you kind of started to learn this, you know, when he went to prison. Well, I knew it, like I got it at 19. We both kind of played around with it. We both have been kind of like a more open-minded in that way. So, so yeah, I got it then. Once he went, it was like, oh my gosh, we better get something going here. Now, is it something that you guys talk about, you know, even in your communication now? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we are always looking for the next thing, like how to continue to expand and evolve. That is absolutely top of our list, no matter what, because, you know, my situation is so unique because literally I am, you know, we don't know. He doesn't have an out date. He didn't get 20 years or 15 years or he got life without parole. Oh, wow. Even though like what's crazy is that as soon as we stopped pushing, and we stopped going and finding lawyers and finding people we have right now we're in the most positive space we've ever been in with all of his stuff where you know i mean the amount of stuff is ridiculous just because you know there was a lot of corruption in detroit police department at that time and there's a lot of it in a lot of cases but his case specifically and So it was like when I like the synchronicities that happened when we decided to start allowing it have been monumental. I mean, just insane. And and, but there's this balance that has to stay there. We have to go, Okay, well, we have to keep growing. I can't I've never felt like I could wait for him. I can't wait for you to make my life. I've got to make my life. And then you've got to make your way over here. Interesting. So. Can you, can you explain that just a little bit more? Well, because I think that it, it just in general, right, in life, we're, we're very much like that. We want to wait for, um, for the weekend or we wait for the right job or we wait for the whatever. We wait, you know, we're always waiting. Well, when I get married or when I have kids or when I have the right car or when I have the right job. And it's like, you know, it would be so easy to wait for him. It would be so easy to not travel, not do the things I want to do, not create the businesses, just, you know, solely focus on, you know, just stay small. It would be easy to stay small and wait for him versus live my life, create the life that we want and just sort of like live with him. Like, you know what I'm, I don't know. It's hard to understand because you're not in the situation, but hopefully that makes a little bit of sense. No. Yeah, it, it does. It's like, I, I, I can understand how you're thinking, okay, I want to have this life, but he's still part of it. Right. But you know that in order for you to have a life, you have yeah. to, you know, continue. And, and even if he was there, you, yeah. you would still be doing things that would be, you know, um, fueling yourself and moving your own desires forward or things that you're interested in. So, which is, but it's, it's interesting to say, you know, of course, because he's not physically present with you, doesn't mean that he's not present in other ways. Oh, I firmly believe that he and I have a better relationship than many 
people who are living under the same roof. I mean, we are very intentional with our phone calls, with our letters. Um, you know, we don't always get along, but we always are open to, you know, talk. We see each other several times a year too, but you know, the fact that, you know, that, that we have intentional conversation every day, um, I'm certain that there are, are, um, and obviously this isn't ideal, but we're making it as ideal as we can. But I, but I would say that I think that there, there are a lot of, of people who have probably been divorced and remarried during the time he's been gone, that with some intentional conversation, that could have changed everything. Mm -hmm. So I do think that we are, we're very much connected. He's very much a part of what's going on. And I've really tried to live like he's here. Mm -hmm. like you know move in a way like he's here like you know we're just I mean I'm living life I'm having a good time <laughs> this summer I gifted myself my very first Anna Brooks robe and I can't tell you how confident and beautiful I felt when I first slipped it on Anna Brooks is a female founded luxury robe and loungewear brand every unique high quality Canadian made piece is designed to be a reminder that we are all made up of beautiful, unique details. For 15% off your very own Onderbrooks piece, head to onderbrooks.ca and enter promo code COURAGECAST at checkout. That's O-N-D-E-R-B-R-O-E-K-S dot C-A, promo code COURAGECAST. I know you're going to love it just as much as I did. Was there ever a time where you had to kind of come to that decision point for yourself? And yes. say, am I, am I really in this? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, there was because there is so much pressure from society that for the first, uh, seven, 16 years, I didn't talk about it. Like, I mean, obviously my close friends and family knew, but I didn't talk about it. Nobody even knew people like our son growing up would be like, where's his dad? Oh, he's in Michigan. What's he doing? He's working. Like, I didn't even talk about it, nothing. And um, all of that time was, yeah, I mean, I was just hiding from having to explain and having to to um, own up to it. And, you know, we went through a point where we almost got a divorce um, after our son graduated. And we literally, you know, we had just gotten, we got into an argument and it just escalated and it was a little bit of both it was like you know what are what are we doing what are we doing you know like what are we doing and and energy is that way like that was law of attraction too it's like energy it's like once you let it grab hold it's like what are we doing and and we got all the way to where we filed papers everybody signed and then my son wanted to go see him for Christmas and we went up there I was like, the minute that we saw each other, like, it just, I, you know, I, I ne would never leave because I don't love him. That's never the reason. Mm -hmm. That would, that wouldn't have been the reason. And as soon as I saw him, it was like, okay. And literally three days before that was final, um, we canceled it. Wow. So yeah. you've definitely been on the brink of really having to make those really tough decisions. Oh, this isn't, has not been gumdrops and lollipops. This has been a lot of very hard um, decisions, a lot of focus, a lot of intent, a lot of soul searching. 
like, am I doing the right thing? You know, am I doing this for these reasons or those reasons? Like I'm very self-reflective. So I'm always wondering like, oh, are you just afraid to live life or just any weird thing that comes up? Like I'm always trying to like look and go like, what, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? What is the, you know, and at the end of the day, it all boils down to love and to a connection that has been solid since we were 17. I mean, it's like, you know, it's this thing of, of is love a verb or is it just a feeling that you have? I mean, if love is a verb, then, then I have to move on that. And if that's the case, then how do you walk away and from love? Like, how do you do that? So those were all things, you know, I'm fiercely loyal uh, as well. And so you would have to be. Yeah, you'd have to be. (laughs) Yeah, I'm insanely loyal. And, and it's hard. Here's the thing. I'm not sure anybody would easily walk away from somebody that they truly believe is innocent, that is behind bars, and that has a sentence like that, or any sentence. I mean, that's a really tough call. It's like, how do you just leave somebody like that? It's very tough. That whole situation. Yeah, I mean, we've grown exponentially, but it hasn't come without a lot of soul searching, a lot of focus and intent and just figuring ourselves out. And him too. And I I like to point him out because it's easy to go, well, you know, you could have left him. But at the end of the day, I just, I think it cheapens our relationship to think that he is just like, it's a given. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think it is. He's somebody of integrity. He wouldn't just be here just to be here. He's here because, you know, he loves me too. Like we're, we're both in that. Well, there's also there the, you know, when someone does want to be with another person or wants to interact or have conversations with them or communication with them, you know, it makes a difference if you no longer desire that or if you do continue to desire that. And in his case, he could completely make a decision Right. To say, okay, you know, this is this is not where I want to place my effort or energy. Yes. And so yeah, and I think it's important to acknowledge that because it's not just a given. Yeah, so. absolutely. And I, I find it, you know, obviously very fascinating. You know, I usually probably would ask more questions. I'm just letting you talk more and just kind of share your story. Uh, I'm because this is probably something that I've never even had a conversation with anyone about. So I find it really, uh, really curious about how you have, you know, how you've done this. Like I'm thinking about people that I work with and women that I know. And, you know, we come up against obstacles in our lives and many of the obstacles we go through are difficult, but, um, maybe in comparison to this, just on a completely different level. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm trying to imagine being you and, and trying to say, okay, how, how do you continue to make these decisions and how do you continue to grow and how do you continue to better yourself and to um, grow a business? Uh, how was that for you? Like, did you ever experience any times where your emotional or mental or spiritual health suffered through any of that? Um, I think that I, like I said, when I listened to that set of cassette tapes and I've been an avid 
crazy consumer of all things law of attraction um, for years. I've probably, I'm certain, have listened to thousands of hours, have been to all the conferences, been in all the hot seats, done all the things, and have really like looked at it inside out. And I think that when you are very, so I think what happens with a lot of us is number one, we believe what other people's uh, beliefs are. We believe other people more than we believe ourselves. And that was something, that was a place where I had to figure out who am I? What do I believe? What is it, what, what are the things that I believe are true? And what are the things that I believe that have been put on me from either well-meaning people, parents, or society? You know, like where are the things that compile me? And then I, I just had to go through that and I had to figure out, okay, you know, what it, it, here's a belief. Is it true? Does it serve me? You know, and then you like it, there really is so much work. And I always say anybody who follows me will know, and they're probably tired of me saying that you've got to do the work. You've got to get in there and do the things. And it really takes effort. And I honestly was so tired of the life that I had that I was willing to do anything even before this happened. Okay. So this was a still like a reflection of older things, right? Because you don't manifest right away. Like I could have a terrible day, be saying terrible things, and it may take me a year and a half to manifest. And it, who knows how it's going to show up? Like I can't predict that or know that. But so it doesn't happen all of a sudden, right? It, it's over time and these things happen and, and we're messy creating is what I like to call it. It's not even that you're trying to create that or you're even having a horrible day every day. It's just you're messy creating. Your focus is all over the place. And so for me, yeah, I had to, our son was something that made a huge difference to me. I was committed to being a better person parent than everyone before me that parented me that led up to the parenting that I had now I'd had good you know my mom loved me don't get me wrong but you know we had a little bit of a tumultuous you know some things right we all do and it was but it was to the point where there was such a commitment in me and you may have guessed by now that once I make a commitment <laughs> and I really make it, yep. it's going down. <laughs> yep. And so, and so it really was just sheer willpower of society doesn't get to tell me who I am. My parents don't get to tell me who I get to be. My friends don't get to tell me who I get to be. Nobody gets to tell me but me. And then I figured out who I wanted to be. Hmm. And, and from that, you started to create the life you wanted. Yes. And it didn't happen all at once because yeah, I'm sorry. No, no. Can I ask you a question? I'm, I'm curious sure. about, because you said like the messy creating. Uh -huh. And so you said that oftentimes that is, you know, a longer period. Like you can't say, well, it's going to happen within three months or six months. Because sometimes right. you hear that, right? You say like, you're going to put a date on it or whatever, like, you know, and visualize it to that date or <laughs> What, what do you have to say? Right. I mean, and I'm only saying this, just these are some of the books yeah. that I've read. Um, so what, what would you say in this messy creating? What does that look like? So, right. And I, and I get that and I hear that. And if you have absolutely no resistance to putting a date on it, 
then feel free. But I have found that in general, the people that I deal with, when they understand what resistance feels like, they feel resistance putting a date on it. Hmm. Because, because also like you are totally taking away the universe's or God's job, right? You're saying, I know better when this should come, so I'm gonna put it here. And in my mind, law of attraction has so much to do with faith. And let me just say this really quick, you know, because there's this thing where people go, well, you know, if you're doing law of attraction, you must not, you know, you probably don't believe in God or it goes against it. And I think it melds with it pretty well. Um, two of the things that, that I took out of that is that you teach people, you know, you treat people how you want to be treated, right? Mm -hmm. That's number one. It's a golden rule. It's like a core value in mind. And then also that it's just, and I don't say these specifically because I was sort of in and out of Baptist churches growing up. So I don't have a huge background in church specifically. Um, but faith, the size of a mustard seed. And I, I feel like we, you know, law of attraction, when you really want to get down to it, there has to be that, that faith that it is going to come at the right time. So you're not looking for a specific thing. You're not trying to fill in the grid of your life. You're just going, I want to feel good. And I want to track things that feel like that genuinely. So once you do that, then you can allow the things because you can kind of like detach from the outcome. It doesn't have to be, my husband and I do this all the time. We'll get excited about what's going on. It's like, well, you could be home by Christmas. And it's like, okay, no, 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 don't stop, stop that. Because we don't know, mm. you know, and that's where you keep your balance. Your balance comes from that. So I do know there are people who say, oh yeah, put this on it and do this and do that. And they'll maybe that 1% or 0.1% that that works for, but there's going to be a whole lot of other people that have resistance because of limiting beliefs and because of stories that they're telling that just aren't serving them. Mm. And so then they try it and go, well, this doesn't work. This is crap. And it's like, it's not, it's just... I personally feel like a lot of the way that it's being taught is just not right. It just doesn't really, it, it, it doesn't really work that way. That's not really the intention of it. I'm, I'm so fascinated by this. Now, I did grow up in, in the church, and mm -hmm. so I do have a, an extensive faith background. And mm -hmm. so for me to, you know, be exploring law of attraction was like a little bit out of the box. Oh, yeah. I was like, um, and, and really at first I was like, well, I don't really want to talk about it or, you know, um, right. <laughs> kind of like yeah. you, I closeted that for a while. <laughs> that was my, you know, be in the closet. Um, yeah. and, and really, you know, it was, it was because I was really curious and, and I, I started to see for me, for myself, I started to see mm -hmm. God in a new way. Yep. And, and so I started to ask God, you know, questions and, and say uh -huh. like, where can I find you? And, and who are you in, 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 in all of the world, in all of right. the universe. And so starting to interchange, you know, you know, what I would have perceived as universe to, to be before. Well, universe uh -huh. is also God to me, right. to me. Right. And I, and I yeah. understand people have different, you know, ideologies oh, and right. philosophies, but, um, for me, that was kind of, um, so it's interesting because throughout my own faith journey and I would have people say to me, or I would have these, uh, moments where I just feel compelled to release the outcome. 
Yeah. And it's like, have faith for this or belief for this, but release the outcome. And I could never understand what that meant. Right. Because I was like, well, how do you actually believe for something and then not believe for it? Like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, so what are you saying here? Um, right. I was, but, but the way you're explaining it is like, is in, in having that energy put towards, you know, creating that emotional, um, bandwidth mm-hmm. can creating that emotional space for, to receive right. the possibilities, the endless possibilities of oh, what yeah. that could look like Exactly. instead of like my finite mind of like, well, if I was to create this, it would look right. exactly like this. And really, I feel like in, in that I see the, my complete lack of creativity, um, <laughs> and, you know, and then I think to myself, like, well, if God did it, it probably is going to be way better. So right. I, I, I really appreciate your even just even your like explaining that it makes so much more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people get lost there. And because then because this whole idea of law of attraction especially in the secret was like, well, think the Lambo and get the Lambo. And then when the Lambo didn't show up, it's like, where's my Lamborghini? And it's, I'm, it doesn't work. This stuff doesn't work. I've been thinking about a Lamborghini for five years and I don't have one. And so it's not just, you know, yeah, you release it, but you also walk towards it. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's like, you don't, you know, you don't, there is this, there is this inspired action piece that I've built all of my business on both of my businesses on has been through inspiration, intuition, inspired action. It's been this, oh, okay, do this. And then it just starts to fall into place. And then, okay, the next, it's like, you think of those um, little uh, things that you, stepping stones. It's like the, the next one does show up and it's like, you just have to be patient. But but what we tend to do is we panic. We panic because we're worried that it's not going to happen right or quick enough or so-and-so has got this and then we're looking at their stuff and then we're, you know, we're comparing or, or we're thinking about other expectations or we're thinking about, oh, well, I'm this age, so I should have this or it should look like that. And instead of just allowing the thing to show up. So it, for me personally, when I think of God, I believe that God, the universe, I believe that we are all that. And so for me, people say, well, why would you, why would the universe want to do anything for me? Why would God want to do anything for me? It's like, because you are an expression of him. Like you are an expression of that. So to me, that's powerful because, you know, if, if I realize that I'm an express, why would not why, why can't I have whatever I want? Why can't I create that? Because that expansion adds to the whole that like gives me a purpose for me personally, that gives me this purpose of my purpose is expansion. My purpose is feeling more joy and feeling more excitement. And then, Oh, there's that over there. And Oh, here's this thing that showed up and I don't like it, but I can look at it for a minute, but then turn around and realize that the exact an exact proportion opposite of that has also been created and I can turn my attention there. It's like this whole game of expansion that is so, so exciting to me. Mm -hmm. Now you talk about resistance. Yeah. And I've, you know, for many people, you know, when they do desire something, they will, 
um, they will go through that resistance. How would yeah. you say, you know, that has worked in your own life or maybe even, you know, how do you explain that with your own clients when they are feeling that resistance? Right. So resistance comes from um, a couple things. Well, a lot of different things. It's beliefs that, that are either bumping heads, they, they disagree. So you have two beliefs about the same subject that, that kind of hit each other up and keep you sort of stagnant. Um, I believe anytime we're justifying or explaining our position, we are creating resistance or creating stagnation. Um, and resistance in general is the distance between your beliefs and where you want to go. But right, as soon as you say, well, I want this thing, you're acknowledging that you don't have the thing. And so it's like when you think of law of attraction, you have to realize you have the thing or at least the feeling that the thing would bring you. Mm -hmm. So it's almost completely wrong to sit and think about just things that you want because every time you do, I say this to the people all the time. I have a class called Ungoal Yourself because people write these lists of goals and a lot of times they're just lists of lack. They're these huge mm. reminders that you're not doing what <laughs> you want to so do. Good. You know? And it's like, you know, when we get out of out of our way there and we stop having to control so much, we are freaking control freaks. And when we stop having to do that, a lot of good things start to happen. That No, that is really, really an interesting way of looking at it because you're right. We are looking at the lack instead of looking at what we already possess, the abundance. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that I've just more recently been reading, outing myself again, um, <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> is is really, you know, in, in understanding abundance that the, that love is already in me yes. i'm not looking for it looking to get it but and it's been interesting because i've been trying to think of like how do i actually put that into practice you know like you know but I, uh. even yesterday i was um working um doing something that was really really long it was like a 14 hour day and i was going to be encountering a lot of people and and i wasn't really looking forward to it to be quite honest but I thought to myself before I, before I went, I thought, you know what, Andrea, if you show up and you allow the abundance of love just to come out of you, uh -huh. just, and, and that's kind of how I was like, okay, is that how we attract love is by allowing it to be generous in, out of us as well? Um, yes, but then there's this, there's that tripping point where people start to give too much and they think, well, if I love, then I'll get this back and it becomes this give and take or tit for tat thing, which is not what it is. Okay. So law of attraction is attracting to you what you are. So it doesn't, ha so naturally, and people say this, they're like, well, if you're just working on you and you're just worried about you, then that's selfish and you're not helping other people. And it's so, so opposite is that if you're working on yourself, you're helping everybody else. And so the way that I incorporate, and I actually have a tattoo that says, I am love. I am, that is um, something that I have, have used as a mantra since I was very young um, to protect myself, I want to say, or ground myself or 
you know, put myself in a bubble. I don't know. Um, but I've always used that. And so I teach, I actually give away. So the one process that I used day after day for 26 years, I still do it now, um, is called, well, I've called, I've coined it the energetic hustle because what I see people do is that we try to line up all of the physical pieces, but we never line up the inside. So it takes us a million steps to get somewhere instead of a hundred steps because we're trying to do it the opposite way. We're trying to go, well, if I fix all these outside things, but we know it doesn't work because even the people who have a you know, a ton of money and say are famous, for instance, are still committing suicide. And why, why, you know, and I'm not here to talk about mental health or any of that, but you look at that and you go, okay, so we know money isn't not what's going to do it for you. So we know that it has to be an inside route to that. So the energetic hustle is a process where literally the first step is activating that feeling because as you activate the feeling, and I tell people, you said love, as you activate that feeling, that feeling of whatever it is, whatever it is you're looking for, and I call them emotional anchors, right? Because you start your day there and that kind of sends the energy out to the universe. It goes, okay, I want more of this today. And you don't have to ask for it. You be it and then it's known, you know? Mm -hmm. And so activating that, um, your heart center is, is really enough. Like if you can activate your heart center, 17 seconds is what you need to begin momentum, right? So you could be on any subject. And if you could just for 17 seconds, start thinking the opposite way, and it's not easy. That's the thing. This work is harder than doing physical work, but it pays off 10,000 fold because once you start doing it and you gain the momentum, things get really good. Mm -hmm. Like things really start to pay off. So, um, so activating that. So you said, I don't know how to implement that. I implement everything inside. So all of that is in, inside. And then it's a given I'm kind. It's a given that I'm helping people, giving them the benefit of the doubt. It's a given, you know what I'm saying? Not every single time. I'm not perfect. I like do, you know, yell at people in traffic sometimes, like whatever, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I, do, I, but generally though, when you look at where you are generally and, um, you know, like on the emotional scale where you are generally, we'll kind of show you, okay, I'm kind of hanging out, say for instance, in overwhelmment, people think, well, overwhelmment isn't a big deal. That's not negative, but it's actually on sort of that downward spiral. So it's, it's all about finding the feeling place and holding that as long as you can. So you start to retrain your energetic stance. Okay. Interesting. I feel like I have so much to learn. Right. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah. you've been saying you've been studying this for years. Yes. Like a really long time. Yeah. I've, and not just studying it, but applying it going, wait, that didn't work. Why didn't that work? What happened? Oh, that's where I was with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm really, I think the fact that I had rashes head to toe from like zero to, you know, 15 really allowed me to hone my superpowers, which are, you know, like other people's motives and my motives. And like, you know, why am I moving the way I move? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I saying what I'm saying? Like I had a long time to do that. And that's become one of my superpowers is like really digging deep into where is this coming from? And that all of that is so, so 
relevant and it takes time to figure it out. And, and it's interesting when I look at my life, it's like I was living in a cage. Like I just, these, these are the things that I think about, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was living sort of in a cage in my body and, and I knew what it was like to not be accepted okay. for my body, right? So then I come out of that, the rashes go away and I think, oh, this is gonna be great, but yet I'm still moving in the same energy as the cage. And then I meet this guy and I fall in love and we have this connection that's undeniable soul connection that like, I don't know how it would be broken. And then he ends up in a cage. And then it's like, okay, what do you do? How do you live? How do I break free? How do I uncage myself? And that's sort of been the journey that I've been on with all of it has been like down that sort of road. This is completely fascinating. Completely. Because I mean, as you were saying it, I was like, I, I kind of saw where you were going with that. And Isn't that weird? It's so crazy. Yeah. And, and, and really, like, it became something that was an emotional thing for you became, you know, was something that ended up being a physical thing for him. And I'm sure there's more levels to that as well. Right. Um, and then also for you as well. Absolutely. Because that would, you know, um, seemingly put parameters on your life. Yes. If you let it, if you let it, yeah. which I'm now really understanding. And I think that would be, you know, where the law of attraction and where your, your understanding of that and, and your uh, ability to a- actually outwork it in your own life would, would free you up from being in that cage emotionally, yes. physically, emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. Or statistically, like what, who am I supposed to be if I'm married to somebody in prison? Like, who am I supposed to be? Who does society say that I am? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this, we're not, we're not people who have money. Like I didn't have money when I sent down a lawyer to go talk to him. Uh, you know, he was like $25,000 for, to retain him. And I'm thinking I make 24,000 in a year. Like, what are you even saying to me right now? I, I can't come up with that kind of money. So, you know, it was like, yeah, this journey of really uncovering, like, how, how do you free yourself? Like, how can I free myself, but still love who I love? Like that love wasn't a mistake. He's not a mistake. He's a part of the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, just like I am for him, but it's like this, you know, how, how do I, um, continue to expand and evolve? in the exact situation it's like how do you do that and you can't people go well you have to look at it and you have to feel bad and i'm like no you don't you don't have to look at it and you don't have to feel bad you can change the story so i can change this to an empowerment story i can change this to a story of victory i can change this to a story of me figuring it out i can change it however i want to change it but I have to be willing to do that work. So when you say outwork it, I'm outworking it energetically every day. Mm -hmm. Like that's the work that I'm doing. And then physically I'm a born hustler. Like I will move, like I will go for it, but it's it, but it also is like, you can move as much as you want, but if energetically you're not there, you're still not going to, it's like, it's very similar to the people who um, a lot of people that I coach or some of the people that I coach are, um, or that get into a program are really successful. They're like, but I'm so stressed. 
And so that's always been this thing that I've tried to understand too, is like, how do you have both? Like, how do you, how do you become successful? And what does that mean to you? And it's like this whole rabbit hole of questions that I'm always looking at, like, you know, and then once you get to the bottom of that rabbit hole, there's a feeling. And then that feeling is what you're trying to go after. So it's like, it's, yeah, that's, it's like this big, long journey that you're trying to come up with what is that ultimate feeling and that's the, that's what you're after and, and the really really interesting thing is that your life is not like wrapped up in a tidy neat little bow no and and I think so. that is in in, in a, some way so encouraging yes I, I know yes. I hate I almost hated to say it that way but um no, but it's true. But sometimes I think it's a lot of the times is like we, we talk about these great stories that are like, oh, look at this beautiful ending. And right. the resolve to the crisis happened mm-hmm. and we we got the outcome we wanted or and yeah. what you're talking about is 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 actually day to day living in a space where we are creating these, you know, beautiful moments or, or as I would like to think, co-creating these beautiful moments Absolutely. Um, that that we aren't certain of what the outcome looks like. Right. We're not as concerned about the what it looks like as much as we are in experiencing it and experiencing the feelings and the the emotion of that outcome. Um, right, and it doesn't have to look a certain right. way. Right, like it can be there, and I can still feel okay. Hmm that's that's my freedom yes yes which is you know what that's the reality is like you said he could be physically there with you and many people are in marriage where the person is physically with them and they feel more trapped and locked into something Mm -hmm. than than what it sounds like you both are experiencing yeah in your lives which is unbelievable <laughs> like I have no other word for it it's just and, and, and what an incredible um I don't know testimony to how to live life um I don't know but I you know my yeah I mean my my hope is that my whole goal has always been just to feel as good as I can. And I think if all of us actually did that, we, we'd all be a lot happier. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the little bit that I figured out, and I'm certain it's not all of it, but the little bit, um, I, that's, that was what encouraged me to start talking about it because I thought, you know what, other people could benefit from this. Oh, for sure. I have, I mean, I have these crazy stories that I could tell you about people calling me and connecting that they don't have the same story I do, but are like, I understand what it takes for that kind of love. Or, you know, I love that, you know, whatever, whatever the story is that connects them. So part of it is just telling the story. That's, I find that we're, a lot of people are afraid of that. Like the coming out of the closet is, is the scary part. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm thankful you did. Right. I, I really am. I, I am thankful. I mean, I think it's probably freed you in ways probably that, you know, yes. you're experiencing now as well. And also yes. it just gives you an ability to, to, to help other people and, and for, for just greater understanding, mm-hmm. you know, for, yeah, that are, that are currently in a situation. Abs- and that- yeah. Yeah. And, and whether it's something similar or not. 
Right. You could be right because again, we're back at the feeling. Yeah. Because the, because everybody understands what it is to love something. Mm-hmm. Everybody understands. Now, now, everybody may not understand why I would wait this long, right? Because everybody thinks, because those people think I'm waiting. Those people don't understand that, that, you know, there's a lot of things that we're just, we're programmed a certain way that it has to look this way. And as women, particularly, we're taught that we aren't as powerful by ourselves and that we can't, of course, there's people out here who are trying to change that, whatever, but I mean, we could both agree, I think that, you know, throughout time, we have been taught that we are not as powerful by ourselves. And my whole idea was that I don't have to believe that. And, and another thing that I think people that we discount is our power to fulfill ourselves, because we tend to look to our our husbands and our wives and our kids and we want everybody to act the way we want and show up and do the things we want them to do so that we feel okay but when they don't then you know life gets chaos but nobody's gonna like stand on their head in a thousand different ways for the rest of their lives to make you feel good and so the sooner that we stop looking for it in all these other faces and we do it ourselves actually the that's really the sooner that it starts to show up. Mm-hmm. Like it'll start to show up. Your life becomes more calm because you've, you've shown up a hundred percent. You're not showing up at 60 asking for everybody else to fill in your 40. Mm-hmm. The, okay. So I have a question for you with that. Sure. Because there, you know, even in my own life, particularly I've kind of finally maybe come to that place where I'm like, okay, I need to show up myself and I'm going to show up for myself. I'm single. I'm in my forties, never married. Um, and, and so, but oftentimes, you know, as women, like you said, it's like, we want this, we want to be, um, loved back. We think we're going to receive that love from someone else and it's going to make us feel a certain way when really Uh you're saying is that needs to come from us first. Well, yeah, because that feeling is just them using you as their as their focus. Like that's why there's that honeymoon stage, right? Mm-hmm. It's like they're they're only they're just giving you what your connection and and I lean on this heavily that they you know the outside that person is giving you your connection. So you're giving it away to somebody else and going, hey, you've been really making me feel good. I want you to keep giving me this connection. Hmm. And then when they don't, you go, oh, shoot, well, what what the heck? Like, what's going on? And then you start, then it's like becomes this weird game. And then it's like, oh, you're being needy or you're being this, you're being that. And it's like, how do you find the connection for yourself? Because the connection to yourself, your higher self, that self that is a part of all that is, that's what feeds you. That's what can keep you full. Like nobody on this earth can fill you or keep you full like that connection can. So interesting. Oh, oh my gosh. I think I could talk to you forever on this. (laughs) (laughs) It is so fun to talk. It's so fun to talk about it. Well, you know, as I was, as you were talking about, I kept thinking, okay, I definitely need to, to continue this conversation after I have a little bit more understanding for myself so I can ask a little bit more coherent qu- questions. Um, but I, asked great questions. well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, it's also because I am learning myself 
So yeah. I, I don't really have the answers except for maybe what I'm processing. And so I think that's perfect because I think a lot of people are starting there or they think they understand it and they're like, oh, wait, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I get that a lot. They're like, you know, well, we've, I've been trying this for these many years. And then it's like, you know, it's there are I love distinctions. Mm -hmm. and so I'm always trying to bring a distinction about, you know, lack or a distinction about judgment or a distinction about whatever, because that's where the difference is, is that the, dif the, the difference is in the little details of how these things are applied. And a lot of people are pushing a thing that is, there's nothing wrong with material things. Like I'm cool with it. I love, you know, when I have a lot of money and things start stacking up and I'm like, yes, this is great. You know, get to buy the car you want, buy the, whatever the things you want. But at the end of the day, like just realizing, yeah, that those things aren't, aren't it. So I, I bring people in like in these, I do these money manifestation courses. Right. But by the end they're craving the connection because that's really what it's about. Yeah, no, it's, that's so, that's so beautiful. No, I, um, I thank you so much for, just enlightening me, enlightening the audience, the Courage Cast audience. And I'm sure I'm going to get so many questions about this. If you were to like maybe even give us one tip of like a book to read, someone starting out on the journey of like figuring out how, what do I, how do I even figure out what the law of attraction is? What would you say your top book would be? Well, my 100% top Hick is always going to be Abraham Hicks, Jerry and Esther Hicks. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of books that regurgitate that information in their way from their perception, which is amazing. And so I would always say go back to that source because that's the source that um, where I first found it. And, but there is like, there is a million Joe Dispenza. Amazing. He has got his, uh, you know, the placebo effect, the um, becoming supernatural. I know you asked for one, but that's it's so okay. hard because there's so much good stuff out there. Like there's so many people that talk about, um, about law of attraction right now. But um, I, I think the ones where you can really understand, like I literally, my son and I sat and watched a movie called What the Bleep Do We Know? And it's been out years like a long time and he he's 20 we watched it last night and he was like my life has changed he's like i cannot go back from that so maybe that's a great place to start search your youtube or get on your tv and search up what the bleep do we know mm -hmm. and it will give you a i think it's important um to understand the scientific side of this because this isn't just you know airy fairy rebecca's hoping this is how it works right absolutely this is real frequency energy it's proven and so looking into that kind of stuff that that's a show that talks to a lot of different um scientists and quantum blah blah blahs and <laughs> way above my pay grade mm -hmm. i just know that when you act a feeling you get the things that feel like that i figured once i figured that out it was a game changer and and for me even you know even those of you who are listening and probably like this is so far off of where we thought andrea was going to go here but um <laughs> but just so just so even the listeners know and 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 how much i appreciate you enlightening me and and even in my own search and understanding to to connect the dots 
for myself yeah. and mm-hmm. and to to see how you know faith intersects with science and our our minds and our bodies and our spirits and and just kind of really experiencing the divine in a way that maybe we we haven't you know experienced it in our you know family of origin in our religious backgrounds or all of those right. things you know it's, it's just a kind of a an exploration into what is possible when we open ourselves up to um something new so thank you um yeah, i appreciate no, you. so much now where can people find you to follow you or even connect with you so um i have i actually do a podcast called she's unoffendable and so you can certainly search that you can look for me on instagram i'm there at she's unoffendable Mm -hmm. and then my website is www.rebeccaahamilton.com and thank you so much i will have all of your information located in the show notes um, so that you guys can communicate and follow and um I mean, you're just a wealth of knowledge, Rebecca. So, and I just want to just say, like, I thank you so much for being vulnerable, for sharing your story, for allowing us to come on the journey with you. Um, What to really look at what it's like to live bravely in a whole new way. So thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. I really love this whole idea of messy creating. As a perfectionist in recovery, it's been really hard for me to do things imperfectly, but to give myself this space to have the opportunity to create and co-create with God this messy, imperfect life that allows me to release the outcome and just to be able to be okay with what's coming. And that out of the out of myself is really what is coming back to me. So it makes me really be aware of what am I feeling? What am I thinking? What am I doing? And really understanding that what I am, I am attracting. So I have so much to learn and I really, really want to thank Rebecca for being on the podcast, for lending not only her expertise, which was so amazing, but also for being so vulnerable and candid in sharing her story with us. And I wish Rebecca all the best in in her journey. And, And I just want to encourage you that if this is something that you're excited about, to just keep learning, just dive into it and see where you go. You know what? I think a lot of the times we get really frightened about how is this gonna affect our lives and our faith. And I think sometimes we just have to bring that um, all to the table. And for me, it's been a part of really actually going to God and saying, okay, these are the things I'm learning. Let's talk about them. Just being really open and honest in your own journey as you explore new ideas, new philosophies. And I just hope to encourage you in the process to do all of this to really see your purpose come to life. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram and at the dot courage cast, as well as on Facebook at the courage cast podcast. I love when I get to hear from you and connect with you. So please make sure you follow us over there and just send me a, a DM. Tell me that you listen to this episode. I'd love to hear from you until next time. Remember you have everything you need to live bravely. 
If you like this episode of The Courage Gas, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review, and while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Krillick.